Hey everyone and welcome to Elder Speak issue 68. Uh, we are only one episode away from a sexual position, uh, which is always good. Uh, 69! Yeah! <laughs> of course that was Trevor, Fa- Trevor Faulkner, sorry. Um, yeah, you got it. Joining us and uh, of course as always, Gavin Green. I denounce and reject these two for their immature sexual innuendo. <laughs> In your endo. <laughs> Um, a little bit of an update, uh, we don't have any updates as to our undead status. So, no. so no. it's, it's pretty, pretty much, um, stale at this point. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll eat someone by next week, who knows. Maybe. I haven't seen Elliot around the side as much anymore, maybe, uh, maybe, did you get to him? Was that you? No, but it might have been Randy, cause he lives closer, or at least he did. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. well. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> moving on, we are just going to kick it off with the news again this week, and Gavin Tate. Yeah. We got a lot of news this week, so we're going to go be going through pretty quickly. Let's start off with uh, the Nintendo Wii, and they're doing something they should have done. Ar- um, some people argue since the very beginning of the Wii's life cycle. Uh, they have a new Wiimote coming that has the Motion Plus peripheral attachment thingy that... Um, heightens the accuracy of the Wiimote in general built in. So it's one thing. It's not connected or it's not It's not like you have to Legoize it or anything. It's all just one remote and it's coming bundled in a game called Fling Smash, which is available this November but it'll also be available separately and uh, in packets of more than one but no pricing has been released yet. But finally we're getting the Wiimote Plus at itself. So Mots, you excited? You, uh, you're going to run out and get your Wiimote Plus? Even though uh, you don't have a Wii. Yes. I'm just going to own it just to have it and look at it because it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's uh, it's nice that they're doing this finally. Uh, it removes some of the cumbersome nature, nature of the Wiimote Plus uh, peripheral. Uh, it also makes it a standard feature of the Wii, uh, whereas every new Wii owner will undoubtedly have it. So that's good. Um, keep it up. Nothing special, really. I mean, the, the, the motion process has been around for a while, and I guess we sort of all assumed that this was coming sooner or later, so... Finally. Indeed. Yep. Trevor, your thoughts? It's a little bit late, in my opinion. Uh, I really don't know anybody who has the the Motion Plus attachment, and I haven't... None of the games that I've wanted to play have required a Motion Plus attachment, it just seems like an add-on too far in their life cycle to really get anybody. I mean, if you're just getting the Wii, or if you're interested in this game that no one's ever heard of, you'll get it. But in the long run, it just it just seems like it's something that's gone by the wayside. And to my understanding, even with the uh, the attachment, it's still not as one-to-one as the PlayStation Move or oh, any of that stuff. Yeah, not nearly. So. But I, th- I think you know it, it is a significant difference. But uh, yeah, it's nice. But but the the major problem is that a lot of people just don't really understand or see the difference because most people, most we uh, customers, really uh, you know don't know about this stuff or don't care about it. So and you know, we moved out of uh, the the really hardcore like waggling games. I mean, if you think about like uh, the, the last one was like for the Wii. Yeah, the last hardcore waggling game was like Sack and Wicca or something, and that's like three years ago. So yeah, well, I mean, like, um, most of it's it? all gone to the classic control, which is the hold yeah. it sideways and stuff. Kevin, what what is the sequel to the the sword game? Red Steel. Uh, Red Steel yeah, Two. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the last one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, like the, the most the most waggle I've seen is uh, in Donkey Kong Country, which they they force you when you want to do the role as Donkey Kong, you have to do like a waggle, which is kind of annoying. But even then, it's just like holding it sideways and then just jiggling the controller, which seems to be hmm. what most of games have uh, evolved into. Yeah, I mean, with with Motion Plus, you you definitely I've tried it a couple of times, and it seemed like you definitely had a lot more. Um, you know, you could fine-tune the, the movement a lot more. You could be a, li- a lot more precise. But, you know, it still just boils down to, you know, mimicking in 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 a smaller scale the the uh, the motion you would do in real life. You don't really actually do the full motion with, you know, uh, swings of swords or whatever it might be. You just sort of flick yeah. it. And I think that's really the major advantage something like Move on Natal or, sorry, Connect has to it. Mm-hmm. 
to the Wiimote, and which, you know, uh, in reference to what you said earlier, Gavin, is it's what people have really wanted from the start. So even though this is an improvement, it's it's sort of a a minor step. Well, I'm gonna get a, cry, uh, a crowbar to uh, to pry Sony's cock out of Mods' mouth here, so we can continue on. <laughs> um, ju- just to uh, just to throw a couple uh, news stories out there, not to talk about. Just letting you know we have it on the site. Uh, shit ton of games is getting delayed until 2011. Uh, it's, it's just like last year. We have all the info on that you can possibly want. Little Big Planet 2, Gears of War 3, etc., etc., all going to January or very early 2011. So if you want to know about that. Head over to the site. We also have more rumors about PlayStation with mobile OSs uh, hinting about the PSP2 or the PSP phone. And I know people have been bitching about us talking about it so much. So it's on the site. Go check it out. Uh, and if you also played APB, All Points Bulletin, and you're looking for compensation, we have the news story on how you get it from EA. So make sure to look on the uh, site for that. But we are moving on. Uh, uh, just to... one thing about the APB. No, no. Okay, no, no, no. I just, uh, it works. I did that, and I got uh, Mass Effect 2. So okay, cool. it's not exactly equal value, but you get something out of it at least. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Good for Mott. And uh, since, you know, Mott and I are still of the... Uh, Undead persuasion. We can. Uh, we we are uh, at a position of authority to talk about zombies being confirmed for Call of Duty Black Ops. Now we're back, of course, from World at War, in which you fought zombie Nazis, which doesn't make sense to me because Nazi um, to zombies don't have enough mental functionality usually to be you know to have a political affiliation, much less you know a all-consuming political affici- uh, affiliation like Nazism. Mats and I, of course. Are the obsession um, are the obs- exception to the rule, but it looks like you just, it's just plain zombies for Black Ops, which I'm well, nice. I'm, I'm happy to see us continue to represent. To uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and plug something from Norway uh, at this moment uh, because there is a movie from Norway, zombie movie, some Nazi zombie movie, very well made. Very, if it weren't for the language, you'd think it was Hollywood, uh, and it is called Dead Snow. And Excellent. I yeah, I saw the movie. You saw it? Saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent movie. But completely disregarding the point. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> well, there you have point. Nazi zombies, and they whenever still whenever Nazis. whenever anything good comes out of Norway, we have to hear it from Mots. That's uh, <laughs> that's our curse here at Elder Geek. But uh, okay, Trevor, let's go to you as the uh, our current um, <laughs> non undead lobby here. Uh, you are you burnt out on zombie zombies? Or are you happy to see them back in Black Ops? You you guys have heard me before. When it comes to video games, stop it. Just stop it. We don't need zombies anymore. You don't want Viet Cong zombies? No. No, uh, I don't want. I don't want zombies at all in my video games. Even uh, Dead Rising Two wasn't even that great, and it was about zombies. Realize you have two zombies on the program. This is coming off a little bit more than just racist. Yeah, this is zombies. Don't get me wrong. Um, Lifeist. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. But uh, just it, seriously, in all seriousness, in video games, the the use so, of zombies. You don't you don't like us. You don't you you like us as people. You just don't want us infecting your games. Is that it? Yeah, I, I don't want to have to look at you guys. You know, okay. I can't tell you apart. Uh, bringing up all my air. Sure, you got zombies. No, dude, you got the crawlers and you got the heavies and you got the creepies. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, our entire life is defined by Valve. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that we actually talked about the news in that uh, in that portion, however, but uh, it is on the site. If you want, if you are unlike Trevor and gearing for more zombies, we have all the info you need on Black Ops. Let's just say that. Uh, I mean, I, I have to build on Trevor's point a bit here before we move on because yeah. he is right. I mean, now you have Red Dead Redemption and all kinds of games, including zombies, into them and. It's just so unnecessary. It's like, it's like zombie killing has become its own separate game type. And uh, um, while some of it may be fun, it's stale and unoriginal. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it stops. Mm. Wow. Impressive. You, uh... Yeah, okay yep. then. <laughs> well, uh, we gotta... I, I'm going to be moving up a bit on the news here. We will return to some major points. Um quite a bit out of uh, a certain company this week. Uh, even uh, even just on the site, people have been complaining about how much this guy's popping up, even on our usual program. But we'll come back to him, and let's go to an old favorite team of us Elder Geeks, Tim Schaefer and Ron Gilbert. 
Of course, those two haven't worked together since, I believe, 1991's Monkey Island 2, but they are getting back together for a new IP that we don't know about yet. Tim Schafer has recruited Ron Gilbert fully into the Double Fine team, and they are working on a new project. We know nothing more than that, but I'm not sure if it's going to be sticking with Double Fine's current strategy of smaller games released more frequently, or if it's going to be a larger game. I don't know. If it's Grim Fandango 2 or a, a new Grim Fandango game, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose. I'm just going to lose my mind. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can't see anything bad coming from these guys. But, uh, Moss, you you excited? Uh, yeah. Um, I think uh, they're both great guys. I love Death Bank. Uh, so I hope, uh, I hope uh, uh, with these two working to get together, they can really pump out something. Um Special, perhaps a bit more uh, modern. I'd like to see them try something a bit more modern, modern, uh, yet still keep with the uh, same humor and style. So um, uh, I'm hoping to see something good. Trevor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think combined they will group together and make a insanely creative and funny game that nobody will play. It's kind <laughs> of what they both do. So yeah. I'm yeah. excited to see that. I wonder what the we'll sales play it, no one else. Um, don't know. I'm pretty sure having it as um, online is much better than you know trying to push it, uh, put it off on disc. Yeah, that's probably the problem. One thing. I, I, I think they'll digital. probably do small games uh, rather than one big title. The big titles don't work for either of them. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean when uh, you can you can look at uh, Bird Legend and say that. This was a great game with a lot of cool ideas, but when when trying to really make a big sixty bucks game, that's when the, the failing starting to show because yeah. that's when they had to prolong the game and start doing things they perhaps weren't as excited about doing, and it really shows through the product uh, products. I usually feel like uh, the big problem with like uh, Tim Schafer projects is the advertising team never knows how to convey. Uh, the game, the development, because that was Brutal Legend's big flaw, was that the advertising was completely uh, opposite of what the game type was. Yeah, I, m- I remember once they had uh, one of the huge like spots that got a lot of attention. Uh, well, I say a lot uh, compared to the other stuff, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> it was basically Tim Schafer and the music director sitting in a chair and going over the list of songs. Yep. And while that was... That pretty was awesome. That was pretty awesome to me because I'm a big fan of most of the bands. Uh, I can see that as being horrible advertising. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, then. Okay. Once again, um, let's, we're <laughs> going to move right on again. We're going to move to the 3DS. A lot of 3DS news here. We have a full list of confirmed titles on the site. We really aren't going to go through that list because we would be here for hours but needless to say, the entire industry was paying attention to Nintendo earlier this week when they had their um, announcements or press conference surrounding the DS. And it, in general, it's press conference. We finally have a launch date, well, for Japan, and a launch window here in the States. Um, those in Japan will be receiving the 3DS on February 26th, 2011. And everyone in the West, sometime in March. So they are missing the holiday deadline. And this was... Unfortunate for them, they were atten- uh, originally intending to do it. We have the reasons why they weren't able to do it on the site. It's um, a bit too complex to get into on here, but we finally do have a release date um, and a bunch of videos on the site just outlining everything that 3DS has to offer. So, Trevor, you mm-hmm. you excited? You Come March, are you going to swap uh, swap up a 3? Oh, and we also... Um, we also have a price... Pricing, sorry, I should have said that earlier. Yeah. In Japan, it's 25,000 yen which translates to approximately $300, and we're not sure if that cost will carry over into other regions once it's released. But analysts are saying um, between 250 and 300 is what you can expect. So, Trevor, given all this information that I'm giving to you very sporadically, are you picking up a 3DS in March? Uh, I'm, still, I'm still not technically sold on it. Uh, to me, it seems like the world's first 3D emulator. A lot of the content so far is based off of... Uh, sequels or revamps of old franchises. I this is like Nintendo. Idea. That's what they've been... That's yeah, what it is Nintendo, that's, but, yeah. I mean, they're, they're literally like Ocarina of Time, 3D, uh, 3D Professor Layton, and I like Professor Layton, but, I mean, they're all the same. Star Fox 64, 3D, 
a Nintendogs, 3D pilot wings. Like it just all, it's all almost exactly the same as what they've done in the past. Like I'm not seeing other than Kid Icarus. Uh, I haven't really seen anything that's well uh, until recently, but I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. Uh, the two big selling points for me, I think the price is a little steep. I was kind of annoyed too that uh, I don't remember who, but one of the developers said the reason for the the price was that the uh, the receivable of it was so good yeah. that they decided the price should be higher, which is never a good reason for a price uh, a price point. But uh, I like they're talking about um, a virtual console for it. Uh, that will do Game Boy Color and Game Boy games, not Game Boy Advance. Um, and they announced Mega Man Legends 3, which I'm very excited for. But I'm still not sold. 250 is a high price to pay for a DS. Let alone 300. DS, yeah. Uh, my DS collects dust for the most part, as of mm. right now. There just hasn't been anything on it recently. Yeah, same here. Oddly enough, I've been playing my PSP a lot this year. Hmm. Uh, Go figure. Me too. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, I, I bought a DSi a while back, and that yeah. was sort of seen as the last. I, I mean, at the time, we all thought it, thought it was the last entry into the DS before we got the DS2. And I guess this is sort of like the second entry of the DS, but uh, it's a bit expensive. And uh, I'm just, I, I have a problem. I mean, I haven't actually seen it and tried it, and I know, Gavin, you have, so you might be able yeah. to fill me in, but... Um, and my problem is that when I think of 3D, I think of, you know, excessive amounts of uh, graphic fidelity and, and production value. And when I think of the DS, I think of the opposite of that. <laughs> and so, uh, and especially having it on a little screen, it's just, I love the fact that they've, they've been able to do it without glasses, even if you do have to be careful with the viewing angle. I love that. I just don't think 3D will have the same impact when I can see the pixel outlines on the sides of uh, of the characters and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely a graphical update from the DS. And yes, I'm not paying... Uh, it's like you're releasing a handheld that's... Depending on your, uh, your bargaining skills, can be up to $200 more expensive than your home console. Mm. That seems to me to be an odd choice. But um, for me, I don't do recanned 3D. I'm not going to go see Star Wars when it comes back to theaters in yeah. 3D. Even if I like the movies, I'm not going to pick up these 3D banks for anything less than $2 a pop. And from what I'm seeing, um, I liked it. Um, Star Fox, although, you know, um, Star Fox 3D was aston- astonishing. Kid Icarus is sadly just sun- sin and punishment, which I never was a yeah. fan of. And But uh, what disappointed me most was... Um, you're going to see a lot of Metal Gear Solid 3D. Uh, we have um, the trailers up all yeah, around the internet. The trailer? Che- mm-hmm. Yeah, che- yep, that's what I'm talking about. the The entire first four minutes are you crawling and just shit popping out at you. It's the it 70s reminded me 3D. a lot of like yeah 70s 3D where mm-hmm. it'd be like oh all of a sudden I'm going to throw this thing out into the audience crazy guys you didn't think you could do that it's just it's granted it's it's, it's it's a Kojima trailer so the uh, yeah. yeah the guy throws all sorts of shit at you mm-hmm. and admittedly there's a lot of cool stuff in the trailer but you're just going to see a lot of this on in the games and like uh like Trevor said, a lot of it's just going to be uh, either rewashes of uh, 2D animation in 3D or just complete 3D makes. And it's Nintendo just giving itself a license again to be lazy and rehash all of their old shit like they've been doing for the past 20 years. And, uh, yeah, in case you couldn't tell, I'm not particularly sold on it, but I know that <laughs> even if I was sold on it, it's not going to make a lick of difference. This thing's going to sell like free blowjobs. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, they're giving out free blowjobs? Only at E3. Oh, that was great. That was great. Oh, shit. That was great. More. I will be there. I will be there. Ever since they removed <laughs> the booth, but it's, just, it's been all downhill. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they had the uh, the overweight representatives of Nintendo there, which was, yeah. you know, 40-year-old guys with more body hair than Robin Williams. Sure, free blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, because I, I knew both Nintendo and Sony were uh, screwing people for free, but I, I did not know they were free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very well done. I know you left Microsoft out of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna comment on the on the whole um, Metal Gear Solid trailer. I don't think you have to worry about that because it's very typical of Kojima Productions to really put all their crazy stuff in the trailers, 
And then when yeah. you actually play the game, it's a, it's a lot more uh, thinned out and and dynamic. Oh yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying the game's going to be awesome, but I'm yeah. I am I am using the trailer as a sort of uh, launching off point that you're going to see a lot of ooh 3D. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's a technical term. Ooh, 3D. Mm. Right, well, ooh, 69. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get away from that, am I? Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Um, okay, Mons and I, we have a we have a bit of disappointing news here. One of the one of the stories we've been following for several weeks now, months, if you will, uh, finally has a bit of a sad postscript to it. A sad final note here. Electronic Arts has finally lost its balls, and it has taken off the Taliban name from Medal of Honor. You'll recall that there's been a huge controversy over being able to play as the Taliban and shoot American soldiers. Um, and apparently, like Moth and I have said in the past, it's all in the name Taliban, because Electronic Arts has stricken it, banned it from the multiplayer as all, so you'll just be fighting as... Opposing force. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Which is a and, silly name for an enemy. Yep, so it completely just de uh, devenoms, defangs the entire experience. So, but you know where I am at it. So, Moss, what about you? Are you uh, you with me? Or are you actually uh, happy to see EA do this? <laughs> I'm not happy now. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I think it's. Uh, th- I also think it's. I mean, w- we've gone over this, uh, you know, enough. But I, I think I'll say Infinitely. about. Yeah, I, I think I'll say about them actually changing it now. It's just too little, too late. If they wanted to, uh, if they wanted to uh, avoid the backlash from the media and uh, and from consumers, then you know the public has already made up their mind. There's no way that this has any conceivable effect. I mean, you're not gonna this suddenly yeah, the game's launching. The game's launching this month. Yeah, you're not gonna suddenly hear. Oh, okay, so. Now it's okay because they changed the text in the corner of the stats screen that doesn't say Taliban anymore. No, that's not going to, you know, you, you're, you've already made up your mind that you're going to either uh, not care or boycott this game. And uh, hopefully most of you don't care, but uh, if you do, uh, if you have decided to boycott this game, I am willing to bet that this didn't change your mind. And if it did, please write in and tell us about it. Um, Absolutely. Um, and... Um, uh, furthermore, it's just, uh, it's not like they changed the single player. They didn't change the story. So, you know, you'll still know that it's Taliban. That... Well, the Taliban, to be fair, were never a, a major part in the single player campaign. You're just going to be fighting, you know, um, it, it's, it's going to feel like pretty much, um, uh, all of the other metal records. You're going to be America! Yeah. America! And, and you're going to be shooting Tal, and you're going to be shooting Tal heads. Yeah, gonna, and, yeah, I mean, and I mean, public perception here. I mean, if you are a guerrilla force in the desert in the Middle East, uh, fighting Americans, who are you? The Republican yeah. Party. Well, 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 public perception, especially if you're not in uniform, yeah. then you're mostly uh, <laughs> Taliban. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I see about it. You know, you you're still What's an American name? force running through. Uh, a, a desert, if you will, shooting uh, sand people. <laughs> it's not any different. Nice. Actually, that would have made it better. I actually think if EA would have backed down and then replaced everything with sand people from Star Wars, yeah. I, I would be a lot more on this game. Um, <laughs> Just staffs, always walking single file. You know, I wonder I, if... I, yeah, recanned animation. Yeah, sure. I wonder how the uh, the industry at large would, uh, would uh, handle that news. If we would think uh, it's uh, racist, or if we would think that it's just... the most racist thing in the world? <laughs> yeah, but if it was just because they were pressured into doing this, if we would think it's, you know, uh, social commentary. They could have taken it out and just put a bunch of women in burkas. <laughs> or they could have put it, you know, um, they, they could have just uh, swapped out the skins for people that bitched about the, uh, the Taliban in the first place. Like, yeah, just, uh, just, put, uh, just put all the media pundits, and you fight media pundits. Yeah, yeah, just why EA hates the, our freedom. Freedom haters. Just put the entire staff of Fox News in there. <laughs> oh man, I'd buy that game. I play multiplayer in that game pretty hardcore. Pre-order, pre-order bonus. But Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, given the timing, I'm gonna throw out a. I'm gonna throw out a prediction here. I'm gonna lay it on the line here. They intended to remove the Taliban the entire time. 
They, uh, as soon as they heard about it, they wanted to do it, and they're just waiting right now to do it because it's the closest they can do. They're string, uh, to string out the controversy as long as they can before release. And then, then they'd be able to take it off right before release, just to say that they did not do, uh, they did not follow through. I, I don't think so. They do this for quite some time. I think this hurt them more than it made them, uh, made them. Uh... I don't. Oh, I don't think so. You I know, don't, I don't. I don't see any any hurt. Well, they're launching in the fall season, right? They're launching in the public they're season. They're launching this month. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, fall uh, Christmas season. Um, and so obviously they they intend for some. Uh, Holiday sales, Christmas sales, gift gift giving. Who in their, what parent, what grandparent is going to buy this to a child, or not child obviously, but a young adult? Let's is say. Is there, a, is there a huge market going to buy it in the first place for them, regardless of the, it having intelligence? You don't. In it? You don't think at least twenty percent of Call of Duty sales are from gifts? Oh, I was thinking more that I know. I don't know what it's like over there, but in America. Uh, in America, Lots of dads blindly buy shooter games for five-year-olds. Yeah, so, but not yeah. if they've he- heard on the news constantly that if this is a game that allows you to kill uh, American soldiers. Uh, if it doesn't have Grand Theft Auto in the title, parents will buy it for their kids. Yep. Hmm. That, that's how it works it, in the good yeah. old U.S. of A. In America. You in America. In fosters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that, that how it works. But you know, um, that's my view. Apparently, these guys disagree. If you agree or disagree with me, let me know in the comments or right here in the, on the site. That's what we have it for. We're moving on, and we are moving on to Rock Band 3, another one of our most anticipated games of this month. It's coming out, hooray for all, and it's coming out with Pro Mode, the mode that allows you to uh, get as close as possible to playing a real instrument without actually playing a real instrument. And apparently this, um, there's a lot of complexities that go into the actual tracking of these songs, especially when you have different octaves within different chords to play, if you actually want to go full throttle and hardcore with it. So the added complexities of these, uh, of this new mode is an excuse Rock Band and Harmonics are using uh, to raise the price of, ty- uh, of songs if you want it in pro mode. You're still going to be able to pick up pretty much any song in the Rock Band Music Store or Rock Band Network for between free and $1.99 as usual. But if you want to add the promo on top of that, it will cost an additional dollar. So if you want to add promo for everything, you're going to be paying $3 a song now instead of 2 But all in all, I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty smart, to, um, a pretty reasonable decision, I suppose. Mm. But uh, am I alone, Mons? You with me? You against me? Nah, I think it's cool. Um, you know, if you want it, then you do it. If you don't, then you don't. It's um, definitely better than them raising the price carte blanche on all of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I guess you could see it as a bit cheap, but um, I really don't. I think it's I think it's. I mean, it would be a little bit uh, uh, scary if they did this to rock, but if they, you know, went in and did this rock band too. But launching a new title and stuff like that, I think it's totally okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it I, does anybody still buy these? Really? I mean, I feel like it's almost run its course. The uh, music game, like play your instruments genre. Mm. Am I wrong in that? No. Uh, I, I mean, in sales, you're in sales. You're completely wrong. And um, uh, for Rock Band Three especially, but in terms of gamer um, preference, probably you're you're. You're right on the money. Say for Rock Band, you know, the the main titles in Rock Band still tend to get people excited because they're not coming out with five a year. So, Well, I'm still playing Rock Band 1 and more than happy with that. So uh, I don't yeah, think it's... Because you're European. Yeah, I mean... Well, that, was, that wasn't that was Harmonix NEA. That was Activision. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, the difference between rock, rock Band 1 and Rock Band 2 and Rock Band 2 and Rock Band 3 might be significant if you actually use the things they upgrade and change. Yeah. I play it like once a month on a party, so I don't. Yeah, I don't have friends, so. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's, I can see, you know, a lot of, I, I know a lot of kids, uh, buy all these games and play all the songs and get expert on every one of them. Um, uh, full five stars and all that stuff. So to those guys, then this is probably awesome and, and, uh, having new games to play is probably great. Just to me, I'm 
disinterested. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's a good model. I I still play it. I still buy songs on the Rock Band Music Network, and I'm mm. um, I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna rent it. I'm not gonna buy it or uh, although the keyboard attachment is alluring in its sexiness but <laughs> oh yeah especially ju- just to play the doors on it should be amazing or bohemian rhapsody but the very least i'm playing it for you know a 93 or an 83 track list i'll rent it mm. but either way promo is going to cost you extra but i'm pretty sure we were all expecting that moving on we got one more story before our big discussion bitching fest that is <laughs> the usual when this guy comes up in our news we are going first, however, to Guillermo del Toro, a famous movie director of Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, etc., etc. He has recently confirmed our previous suspicion that he is working with THQ on some, quote-unquote, very big projects. And we have a little bit of details on it, not much beyond that. Apparently, I'll just read his quote here. Hopefully everything will come together in the next few days and we can formally announce it and so forth. But we are taking about, we are talking about huge games, huge world creation, and long deadlines. It's horror. But it's a very different type of horror game. It's not survival horror. It's a truly strange, geeky mix. It's a Lovecraftian thing. Let's leave it at that. So, Guillermo del Toro working on a Lovecraft horror game. I love that, me some Lovecraft. I love me some Lovecraft, too. Although, he, I think uh, Guillermo del Toro doesn't know how much Lovecraft is used in horror games. Yeah. Um, from, from the very first survival horror game of Alone in the Dark. Knock, to knock, Silent Hill. And so, uh, Silent Hill, Eternal Darkness, Call of Cthulhu, yeah, so it's not necessarily too much of a talking point at this point, but the fact that Guillermo del Toro is working on a horror game is enough to get me excited. Trevor, you, uh, you intrigued? Yes, very intrigued. Uh, I love his style. Uh, I love the vision. Like, have you ever seen, uh, the sketch, the Guillermo, I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong, cause I'm a fucking southerner. Guillermo del Toro's, uh, sketchbook. Uh, he's got some really cool shit in there, uh, and it would make me shit my pants a thousand times. Yep. So I'm excited. <laughs> Mots, you uh, even though you and I may be a bit burnt out on Lovecraft, you uh, you looking you you looking for more info on this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm always for the Lovecraft theme and the horror theme, so that's that's uh, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm burnt out. I'd say I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same thing, but uh, I, I I like uh, his uh, movies, especially uh, in terms of of the visual style. Uh, I like yeah. his designs and his uh, the world he creates. I'm not that into the stories usually, uh, but just because I think they're a bit, I, I dare to say, shallow. But um, uh, especially when it comes to Hellboy, not Pan's Labyrinth, mind you, that yeah. was good, but uh, Hellboy. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's a bit shallow. Uh, but I love the design and, and the creature design and all that stuff. So I think he could really bring something cool to the gaming space. Yeah, I, well, I'd let's, say let's hope so. not since um, probably Pyramid Head have we had like a really well-designed horror creature. Mm. Would I be wrong in saying that? Uh, uh, Amnesia's creature is pretty sick looking, but... I, I, I have to admit the Necromorphs had a bit to go, okay. uh, had a bit going for me. I like the Necromos idea, especially uh, when attached to the gameplay, you know, uh, have you seen strategic the, dismemberment. Have you seen the last boss of, uh, of Silent Hill 5? Silent Hill 5. Just look, uh, look it up after the show. I put, I put, I put okay. every, every game in the series after Silent Hill Origins out of my mind. It's just too depressing. <laughs> it's yeah. good. It's not as good, but it's good. I don't think I saw okay. any after The Room. I think that was the last one I saw. That yeah, one the room was better like, than... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, it's better than a lot of people give credit for. But yeah, again, not, yeah. no, 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 Moss, yeah, I forbid yeah. it. I forbid yeah. it. We are not getting into silence. Shutting, shutting up now. Shutting up. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the two words, the two words that always stop the conversation dead on the tracks and move it on and turn it on, and turn it on its head. Those two words are Bobby Kotick. I'm pretty sure we have to give him his own spot on the site pretty soon, just because he is our, he is the soundbite favorite of the. I don't know, he's almost as big and love to hate as Jack Thompson at this point, but he has issued a three-prong attack on on EA, on Tim Schafer, and on Vince uh, Zampella and Jason West, former heads of Infinity Ward. So I will take you through each one of the three-pronged, and we're going to stop after each attack and dish it out between us. So first... And talking to Edge Magazine, he had some choice words for Electronic Arts here. Let me. I'm, and as usual here, I don't want to uh, pretend to be Kotick, so I will just 
speak, I'll just quote him here. Oh, and it, actually, it's a very long quote. So basically, I'll summarize here, paraphrasing Kodak's words. Um, he believes Activision to be the exact opposite of EA. Uh, EA, uh, he, he, see, he, he sees EA buying a dev- uh, developer and assimilating it, kind of like the Borg. Um, looking here, do, 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 do. He says, de- individual developers <laughs> have a culture. Yeah. <laughs> individual developers have a culture that Activision doesn't want to step on. And, um, he's just, the, that's an unassailable rule of building a publishing company, uh, company. And basically he rounds it out by saying, um, no great people want to work for EA. Yipes. So he, I mean, that's, that's just coming out gloves off here. And since then we have had Electronic Arts come out here and, uh, issue its own statement this time to, uh, industry blog, industry gamers. And seemingly when Kodak has more to say, his proponents have have even less to say to just uh, rebuke him. But here is Jeff Brown, who is uh, EA's corporate communications VP, his response here. Kodak's relationship with studio talent is well-documented in litigation. Wow, bitch slap. His company is based on three game franchises. One is a fantastic, persistent world he has nothing to do with. One is in steep decline. And the third is in the process of being destroyed by Kodak's own hubris. Yipes. Okay, first attack to EA. Uh, Kodak basically saying no one wants to work for EA. No great people want to work for EA. Mots, do great people want to work for EA? Is yeah. Kodak completely out of whack here? Uh, Dice are great people. I can probably list a bunch of other people though who are great people. I think maybe uh, all developers are great people. I don't think you know you have to be. <laughs> it's. I don't think it's a qualifying a qualifier to uh, to be great uh, that you have to work with a certain type of. Uh, uh, company. I just, um, uh, about the stuff that he said, uh, I, I don't know if you want to get to this later about the whole, uh, the former uh, Infinity Ward, uh, uh, heads. Well, no, we're gonna, we're gonna hit all of them individually, so, uh, okay, right yeah. now it's just EA. Uh, no, he's wrong. On every single point. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, he just seems structurally incapable of realizing that he's talking about Activision pretty much the entire time rather than EA. But again, I'm I'm stepping on Trevor's time here. Trevor, your thoughts on Kodak's attack on uh, EA? I, I, I feel a little dirty because uh, <laughs> I, I agree with him. Um, I'm, really? I, I went to college in Central Florida, the University of Central Florida, which is right next to EA. I had a lot of friends who did internships and worked with people at EA. EA is not that great a place. Uh, I have plenty of horror stories of, of the stuff some people I know went through there. And they do tend to uh, uh, Borg, if you will, uh, developers. I always look back at my favorite, the only football franchise I ever enjoyed playing, which was the ESPN franchise that got kiboshed because of EA. But no, this was one point I actually agreed with on them. Uh, not so much comparatively to Activision, but, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's like Disney. People on the outside look at Disney and say, oh, it's the happiest place on earth, let's work there. It's <laughs> kind of yeah. not a good place to work. Especially if you're a mascot. No, you don't want to do that. Or Jewish. <laughs> well, you just don't work at Disney if you're Jewish. They won't <laughs> They just don't let you. That's yeah. the, the torture chamber. Well, I mean, problem. um... I think I am. Um, I see your point, and yeah, I mean, I'm not saying um, I'm not trying to bring out uh, a comparison saying EA is heaven incarnate. Every publisher probably has its issues, but for um, the head of Activision to come out and label EA as such yeah, seems that a bit. I don't agree with. I, I, seems I a bit projecting. It seems like yeah, he's projecting yeah. a lot of Activision fault, especially structurally. He has an absolute falsity in the statement. EA will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says EA will buy a developer, and then it will become EA Florida. EA Vancouver, EA New Jersey, whatever. Activision ha- doesn't have an Activision anything. That is incorrect. That is completely structurally false because I have several applications in to Activision Minneapolis, which is a studio that develops various tie-in games to television shows and uh, and uh, movie franchises. So yes, there is Activision something. So I, I don't know. I don't know if he doesn't pay attention to his own company. I don't know if they put him out here on purpose to make him, you know, seem like an Archie Bunker kind of character. <laughs> I don't, I don't see why they would let him out of his office in this case. But um, I, Trevor, points to Trevor for coming in under the radar in a bit of support for Kodak here, despite mm. our inherent, you know, 
uh, initial like reaction as an industry. You know, not, no, naturally, but you come in here and you throw a little bit of a bone here his way because, yeah, he does have a ring of truth around here, a ring of truth I, around this argument. I think really, uh, you know, when, when you want to compare EA and Activision, I would say EA is the better better publisher. Uh, recent history, you know, doesn't really have to factor into it. Just the fact that EA sort of, uh, once you build up uh, a, uh, a certain amount of notoriety or 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 uh, profitability, profitability, they sort of let you off the leash. They sort of let you uh, keep your own studio name. Dice has its own name. It, it's not it's not EA Sweden, you know. It's uh, it's dice simply, and it, they sort of let you not do whatever you want, but they certainly give you some wiggle room. I'm certain that EA wasn't immediately sold on the idea of Mirror's Edge, for example. Yeah. And uh, and that that still happened. So uh, I would I I can't see Activision doing that like ever. <clears throat> so uh, I mean, just look at what happened when uh, when Infinity Ward wanted to rename Call of Duty to uh, to Modern Warfare. That didn't happen. Uh, no, nope. just because they. Well, it, it's odd because um, a generation ago, this was completely reversed. EA was you yeah. know, viewed upon as the uh, the Scroogean kind of uh, evil company, whereas Activision was kind of the uh, the more developer friendly one. So it's interesting to see how these uh, this these things transition. But we have more codec to go. We are not done. Mm. He's not done. He's not stopping. Uh, again, speaking to Edge Magazine. I'm not sure if the same piece here or a different one, probably a very large interview piece with the magazine. He gets on Schaefer's case, too. A couple months ago, uh, Schaefer had some choice words for Kodak um, and his business practices, chief among them being the term prick. And um, Kodak has responded here, and I'll just, again, quote from him. Tim Schaefer, the guy comes out and says I'm a prick. I've never met him in my life. I've never had anything to do with him. I've never had any involvement in the Vivendi project that they were doing Brutal legend, other than uh, I was in one meeting where the guys looked at it and said, he's late, he missed every milestone, blah, blah, blah. He continues to diss the production thing, and he winds up by saying the game was not a particularly good game. So coming out, um, slapping down Brutal Legend, and Schaefer has since responded to Eurogamer, again, very short, very sweet, succinct, saying, it's sad that instead of just insulting me personally, he goes after the product of my hardworking team a group of people he almost put out of work a while back. But what's even sadder is that it took him two months to think of a comeback. <laughs> I gotta, you gotta love Schaefer. Mm. <laughs> even if you don't like his games, he gives a great quote. Yeah. But again, all right, second prong. Kodak is going after um, Schaefer, not as harsh. I'm going to say, I mean, yeah, he, uh, he, has a bit, he has a bit of a thing here. He's like, yeah, Schaefer really did never meet the guy. He's kind of going off uh, a bit of a hearsay when calling him a prick here. But going after the game, just shooting it down, especially um, after, you know, your your company was involved with a lawsuit of the publishing rights, seems a bit kind of sore bum to my uh, to my ears. But, Mots, wh- where are you on that? I mean, uh, he's right. He did never meet the guy, and the game wasn't that great. But, if anything, he never gave the game a chance to be that great, because most of the problems with the game were related to uh, polish, uh, yeah. And uh, and that's something they probably could have, uh, you know, knocked out of the park if they had less uh, less, uh, you know, uh, holdups and and and, and dramatics, uh, uh, you know, tied to the acquisition of the company by EA and uh, or started working with EA or whatever it was and and the firing of uh, of them by Activision. So it's. Um, it's uh, it's a stupid thing to say, really. It's, it seems like he really didn't consider consider uh, all the uh, all the elements of the whole whole issue. So, it's typical Kodak, basically. Uh, Trevor, I I thought Prick was like Kodak's like like genus or like species or something. I didn't think it was that much of an insult. I mean, if you're gonna call somebody name, it just responding to name calling just seems stupid to me. You know? Yeah. Even to like detail uh, a long response where you attack like a developer, the developer's games, it just because of name calling. Yeah, uh, name calling is not nearly as, po- as as powerful as some people seem to think it is. I mean, it's much yeah. more powerful to go after someone with a logical constructed argument that really um, blows that yeah, issue. To, to be to be fair, playing devil advocate here, 
Kodak probably didn't go to Edge magazine with the specific intent of saying, yeah. you know, I want to talk about Tim Schafer. Probably the interviewer brought up the subject in the middle of the Tim interview and he just that. gave his response. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't think, well, uh, the Kodak went in there and said, yeah. The correct response would be no comment in that situation, you know, and that's the thing he'll Well, never I mean, learn. I'm, we, yeah, well, we're, we pretty, esta- uh, pretty much established Kodak as a person that likes to hear the sound of his own voice. Mm. Which in itself may not be a bad thing, but in a lot of particular cases, it seems to lead him and his, uh, and Activision in particular to a bit of, uh, PR shrubbery or into the bushes, uh, if you will. But we have one Bush. more. One more, yes. Oh dear God, man. Um, one more Kodak, one more Kodak story. Too much for one week, man. Bobby, just, just slow down, man. We can't keep up. There's too much news, man. But he saved the best for last. He's going after the, the most financially and legally, um, relevant people in terms of, uh, Activision's past. Jason West, Vince Ampella, former heads of Infinity War, now heads of Respawn Entertainment over at EA. And he said, basically, the thesis of his statement is they could have been jailed for their behavior at Activision before they left. I will, of course, provide the context Kodak himself provided. Quoting again from him in another Edge piece. The frustrating thing about it is the stuff that these guys did, I would have never expected them to do. We are a public company. We've got ethics obligations. And the things they did, uh, they would go to jail if I did them. You can't use the company and the company's assets for your own personal benefit. And you can't use the leverage that you may... You might have for personal benefit. You're not allowed to do that. And so we didn't have any choice. We knew that we had to fire Jason and Vince. We were going to, uh, and we were going to have to keep, we were going, uh, we were going to have to lose a lot of people, talented people in the process. It's one of the really difficult decisions as the CEO of a company. We had to step back and say, no good is going to come of this. They're going to leave and they're probably going to have a really hard time being productive or successful ever again. Mm. So. This one's a, a lot hard to respond to because both, neither Vince nor Zampella nor EA have issued a, a retraction or a rebuttal from this statement, probably because uh, uh, both companies are in a quickly evolving lawsuit that will be hitting the stage early uh, early next year. So we're going to see a lot of this come to fruition here. And if Kodak's right, he's uh, he's in a strong position to earn a lot of that back. Uh, if he is wrong, which um, EA and Vincent and, uh, and Jason have stated, he stands to lose a lot. So we have to take we have to take him at this word here, and I'm, uh, it's kind of difficult to react. So I'll throw it to Trevor first. What do you think? Is uh, is Kodak right? It, uh, were was Vincent and Zampella a bit of a bit of pricks themselves, as it, as it were? I don't know. All I'm gonna say is uh, whatever they did, that I want to play that game. Because it sounds like like the hangover of the game, and I <laughs> want a piece of that. That's all I got on that one. Well said, sir. Well said, Mots. Uh, yeah. Um, if 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 they really did do this, if they really did uh, spend uh, company dollars and and resources and um, and um, position to um, to basically sell their sell a product to another company or whatever, I think it's something like that. I'm not sure, but if it's something like that. Then he's right. I mean, it's illegal. It's it's uh, he he had to fire them, and it had to happen mm-hmm. the way it happened. Uh, it's it's sad, really, because this is the one uh, position you know Activision is in that I kind of sympathize with, uh, and uh, and, it suck and if it's it's like so a good guy? yeah, and it, and that and it's so secretive. I mean, it would have been so much easier for Activision to. Um, to to keep uh, keeping the good eye of the of the public if they came out with the facts first and then launched lawsuits uh, and just let everyone know that you know <laughs> it's not their fault. Yeah, which uh, which since they didn't do that leads me to be more suspicious than taking Kodak directly at his word yeah. here, especially since he does have a history of projecting. And right after the um, Vin, uh, Weston Zampella left, they did use withheld bonus uh, bonus money mm. meant for the Infinity War team to use as aesthetically, one could argue, bribes for um, current Infinity War employees that didn't leave. So that's um, depending on that. That's another thing that we don't know too much about. And again, I'm probably putting far too much bias into that for my journalistic credibility. So sorry about that. But unfortunately, that's the only position that we know about in this case and again as Mons so eloquently put 
sunlight should be the disinfectant in this case, but unfortunately everyone came out with lawsuits so quickly that everything's going to remain pretty clandestine until next year. So 2011 is going to be a pretty fun year for the two, the two biggest publishing uh, entities in the industry. Yep. Any final thoughts on this? This is our last uh, news topic for the week. I think... Uh, or, or in Kodak in general? Uh, yeah, I think I want to go back a little bit to the whole EA versus Activision in terms of quality of publisher. And I just want to mention that I don't think any of them can really put themselves on on a pedestal. I think, if anything, it's the small... We haven't heard of publishers that are doing good, you know, Ignition Entertainment and all those guys, that are really just doing what they want to do instead of worrying too much about... Uh, obviously they do, but instead of, you know, pandering to the stock owners and, and, and to the sales. So, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a really bad idea to, to comment on another publisher's, uh, business plan. This is why yeah, we don't I, see, uh, this is why we don't see Nintendo and Genesis isn't anymore. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I, I think we're soon to see, uh, almost a renaissance of, not so much indie developers, but the little developers showing their their strength in the mm. industry. And I really look forward to that. I do too. Well said, Trevor. I think that's a good point to leave off on. We are done with the news, so Moths, leave it to you to do any final pimps or anything else for the site that you want to do. Uh, I think we're going to have a new episode of the Call of Duty rec- Retrospective out, uh, out soon. Sweet. Uh, I just a little bit of my Norwegian slipped in there, so never mind that. Um <laughs> And uh, and otherwise, uh, stuff's happening. Yeah. I guess. Oh, our, our our Friday night creature feature has started up again, right? That's, yes. Uh, that are, and the first yeah. one is actually a light-hearted uh, little uh, zombie game called uh, Burn Zombie Burn, which you can find a video review on on the site or on YouTube. Yep. So yep. Uh, every week we review a uh, scary or Halloween-themed game for you for the month of October, like we did last year. So that yep. should be fun. So it's been. Uh, it's actually that that event reminded me. It's been one year since we had the relaunch of the site with the cool new design and everything. With the absolutely sexy front page magazine design. Yeah. Really, one year. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Wow, I'm gonna have a piece of cake. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. On. Bye. Chief, can you hear me?